This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you feel empowered, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you down. Working with a therapist can help you to be the strongest version of yourself no matter what life throws at you. Try it out at betterhelp.com super. Hey brother! Guys, as the father of three sons who are five and under, I have seen the Cars movies a lot. Like, like a lot. But you know what? They love it. My son Nate almost never lets his Lightning McQueen car go. And the movies, at least the first and third one, are really pretty good. Although I could go with watching that like crazy Lightning McQueen crash at the beginning of Cars 3 like a few less times. Either way, while Cars might not be like my favorite Pixar movies of all time, they have certainly grown on me a lot in the last year, and their impact on the world of kids' television cannot be denied. I can tell you from experience, watching my kids' own viewing experience, there are just so many shows that are just talking cars, or talking airplanes, or talking first responder vehicles, or talking dinosaurs that are actually construction vehicles. It goes on, and on, and on. And while Cars might not have been the first ever talking vehicle show, it is certainly by far the most popular and the one that's had the most impact. Truly innovative and just so original. Or is it? Well, I recently heard that the original Cars 1 movie had an eerily similar plot to an old 1991 Michael J. Fox movie, Doc Hollywood. And you might think, Jay, how could a movie about a talking race car that gets stranded in the desert have anything to do with a doctor movie starring Michael J. Fox and like, you know, real people? I know, it sounds wild, but buckle up, because the more I watched of Doc Hollywood, the more I was forced to admit that it is the exact same movie as Cars. All right, is Cars somehow a ripoff of Doc Hollywood? I suppose we should just start at the beginning. And right out of the gate, gotta tell you, pretty easy to start drawing some parallels. Let's start with Lightning, who you're probably a little bit more familiar with. Lightning is of course a young hotshot rookie who is undeniably one of the best race cars ever. His ego is huge, and his main concern coming out of the start of the movie is getting to California so he can schmooze Dinoco, claim his destiny, and get away from his embarrassing old sponsor, Rusty's, which, to be fair, does sell bumper ointment. Ugh. Meanwhile, over in Doc Hollywood, Michael J. Fox stars as Ben Stone, a young hotshot doctor who has just finished his residency in Washington, D.C., and despite his amazing medical acumen, is solely focused on getting across the country to California to land a job with the renowned plastic surgeon. It's a super high paying job, but other doctors in the movies look down on it as not being real medicine. And how is Dr. Stone going to be getting across the country, you might wonder? Uh, duh, he's driving his 1956 red Porsche 365 Speedster. Known, of course, for its lightweight, nimble handling, rear engine, rear-wheel drive, and two doors, it comes in hardtop, coupe, and open configurations. Now, granted, Lightning's engine is in the front, and he doesn't have any doors, and he's not a Porsche, but I think you get the idea. He's trying to get to California in a speedy red car, and he'll spend most of the movie trying to accomplish this task. Lightning is a speedy red car who's trying to get to California and will spend most of the movie trying to accomplish that task. Unfortunately, Dr. Stone hits a major snag when he runs into some traffic and tries to take a detour. Upon doing so, he pulls up alongside a large truck and as a result, misses a crucial turn and ends up down a path he didn't mean to take. The camera even pans over to the sign to let you know we're off the beaten path. Back in cars, Lightning gets rattled out of the back of Mac and finds himself 
stuck in traffic. To be fair, this is more of a fast moving inescapable traffic, but I think you see what I mean. As ever and in a rush, Lightning speeds up to the side of a large truck and in doing so misses a crucial turn and ends up down a path he didn't mean to take. The camera even pans over to a sign to let you know he's off the beaten path. I mean, that's like the same shot, right? Meanwhile, back in Doc Hollywood, Ben is fiddling with the radio and doesn't notice some cows on the road, but at the last second he does, which causes him to veer off the road, goes through some woods and then destroy a fence and run into the sheriff. And wouldn't you know, this is just about the same time lightning is happening upon Radiator Springs where he's out of patrol and destroys a fence and runs into the sheriff. To be fair, lightning also ends up destroying like most of the town itself. But the point is both of our leading men now find themselves stranded in the middle of a small town where everybody knows everybody's name. Oh, hey, look, the tow truck showed up. I wonder who's gonna show up next in Doc Hollywood. Hey, it's the tow truck. I wonder if they're both total jokesters. <laughs> you kid. Gotcha. Uncanny. Moving on though, our intrepid heroes next find themselves both at court where wouldn't you know it, they both get sentenced to community service, fixing the town before they can leave the town. Lightning specifically has to fix the road he destroyed and Ben has to serve as the town doctor for the next 32 hours. Well, 32 hours of community service. Both characters are both initially given poor living quarters, Lightning, the impound lot, and Dr. Stone, the examination room at the hospital, but both are also quickly upgraded as a gesture of goodwill from the town. And oh, actually I am glad we got to Sally finally, who does just happen to be a Porsche, by the way. Holy Porsche. Also, also actually, actually, is it just me or is it crazy that they had a sports car named Sally and didn't make her a Mustang. Like, is, am I missing something or is that just a giant missed opportunity? Anyway, despite initially hating the town, in fact, both Lightning and Ben refer to it as some sort of hick town heck. I'm in hillbilly hell! Now I'm waylaid in this hee-haw hell. Both Lightning and Ben begin a courtship with a girl in town. For Lightning, obviously it's Sally, and for Ben, it's a girl named Lou. And if you weren't sold on the similarities between these movies yet, well, here's where things get wacky. Sally is a former lawyer who once lived in the fast lane and dug that big city life before eventually falling in love with Radiator Springs and leaving all that behind her. While Lou, on the other hand, I mean, she's so different. She used to live in a big city and came back to a small town and is now studying to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Also, Lou has a four-year-old daughter, so I guess that is an actual pretty big difference. But seriously, like big city turned small town lawyer girl love interest for both leads, like, you can't make this up. Anyway, back to Ben and Lightning. Both of them reluctantly start their community service and are actually both really good at it, if not a little impatient and prideful. And their pride in particular gets both of them a royal humbling. For Ben, he's about to leave for the first night when suddenly a young boy shows up. He's short of breath and practically blue. The parents insist upon calling the town's elderly doctor, but Ben insists further that they don't need him, he's in charge. Which to be fair in his defense, said doctor's policy is apparently, When to call me? You've been stabbed, shot, poisoned. Generally about to bleed to death. Otherwise, leave me alone. In any case, Ben quickly diagnoses the boy with a severe heart condition and goes as far as to call a helicopter to get him into surgery at a larger hospital when suddenly the old doc shows up and gives the boy a coke, curing him with little to no effort. Back in cars, Lightning tries to finish the road in under an hour by applying pure horsepower, but ends up making it worse, but says he should be allowed to leave because all he really had to do was drag Bessie to the end of the road. When, wouldn't you know it, the old doc 
Hudson shows up. He says Lightning can leave and he'll pave the road if he can beat him in a race, which Doc ends up winning with little to no effort. Yeah, both towns feature an old Doc who has the exact same but older expertise as the main character. And as you might expect, both old Docs hate the main character initially, but then something changes. Because despite their poor attitude and general arrogance, there's just no denying that Lightning and Ben are actually really good at what they do if they actually try. Lightning does redo a section of the road and it's absolutely perfect, while Ben continues to heal everyone in town, including the old doctor himself, who actually is having a heart attack, but whom Ben saves. Doc Hudson, on the other hand, is surprised by Lightning's craftsmanship, and even more surprised that with his spare time, all Lightning is trying to do is make the left turn on dirt. All right, guys, and now we need to take a quick pause to tell you about today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. Let me tell you guys a secret. You don't have to wait until Christmas or your next birthday to open up your next box of awesome. Because Bespoke Post deals in boxes of awesome. They curate awesome collections of unique items from small businesses you probably would never have heard of. And right now here in Virginia, it is starting to show signs of spring, which means it is time to get back outdoors and doing stuff, which is why I have my eye on the trend box. It's got this really nice field box, a pocket saw, a fancy knife, and a little book on surviving in the wild. But hey, spring also means rain, and so maybe you want to get a little bit more cozy, in which case I would recommend the Easy Box, which comes with this awesome, super soft hoodie. Seriously, you can never underestimate the perfect basic hoodie. It's just the sort of thing you're going to grab from your closet all the time. I don't know how they do it, but it feels like Bespoke Post has always thought of everything with these boxes. Like, it's stuff you never knew you wanted, but as soon as you open it, you're like, I definitely need this. Plus, they release new boxes every month so you can always mix it up and get like a huge variety of cool gear. It's also free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel whenever you want. Plus plus you can get 20% off your first box when you head over to boxofawesome.com and use promo code super at checkout. One more time that's boxofawesome.com promo code super at checkout for 20% off your first box. Last time boxofawesome.com promo code super at checkout for 20% off link is in the description down below. Back in romance land though Lightning and Sally go for a joyride together where they learn more about each other, as do Ben and Lou. It turns out Lou is the ambulance driver at the hospital, so they get to spend a lot of time together driving around. Which brings us finally to the squash pageant, Grady's biggest annual event where the whole town is on display and the hero has been wholly accepted into the town. Everything seems like it's going great. Ben and Lou even share a slow dance. Then in Radiator Springs, Lightning's effect on the town has been electric. Literally, he's managed to help fix all the neon lights in town, and as a result, the whole town is on display and the hero's been wholly accepted into the town. Everything seems like it's going great. Lightning and Sally even share a slow drive. But as the night comes to an end, the real world finally catches up with both our leads. The judge releases Ben from the rest of his service, and thanks to a call from the old Dr. Aurelius, Ben lands the job in California, and he ends up leaving in the middle of the night. Lightning also finds himself suddenly swarmed by media and cameras in the middle of Radiator Springs and gets whisked away in the middle of the night. Thanks again to a call from the old doc, Hudson. I, I mean, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And of course, as you might expect, in both cases, just as the lead gets everything they thought they want, they realize they actually had it 
all along. Lightning foregoes winning the Piston Cup in favor of helping the wrecked king finish his last race. And Ben decides to give up on LA after his own wrecked car is brought back to him by some old friends. There you go. My old friends, I mean people from the small town, which is, you know, like all, all like how all the people from Radiator Springs show up to the race for lightning. Like, it's the same. And there you go, guys. Doc Hollywood versus Cars. I mean, it's it's the same movie. Which, to be clear, I'm certainly not the first person to notice this. In fact, if you go to the Doc Hollywood Wikipedia page, there's an entire section on there about how Cars is basically beat for beat the same movie. In fact, when Cars first came out, a lot of the reviews basically pointed this out. Like, uh, it's just Doc Hollywood but Cars. I will say this though, however definitely inspired by Doc Hollywood Cars was, there are also quite a few differences. For example, I didn't even mention Woody Harrelson's character in Doc Hollywood, who serves as a romantic rival to Ben throughout the movie. Like I said earlier, Sally in Cars does not have a kid, but Lou does. And all throughout Doc Hollywood, there's a whole second woman that's trying to woo Ben to take her away to Hollywood the whole time. Not to mention Ben is met very welcomingly by the mayor of Grady, who is actively trying to recruit him to the town from like the first minute, whereas in Radiator Springs, almost everybody hates lightning out of the gate. Not to mention Cars is clearly way more targeted at kids, whereas Doc Hollywood is uh, not. On top of that, however inspired the first Cars movie might have been by this movie, it's also gone on to do Cars 2 and Cars 3, which are definitely very original stories, not to mention the bazillion gazillion spin-off different Cars things. I mean, there's TV shows and Tall Tales with Mater and planes, I guess. There's so many other things. So at least at this point, Cars certainly has a life of its own and its own very unique identity. And like on top of on top of that, like big city guy falls in love with small town life is not exactly a brand new story to anyone, but either way, it is crazy how many story beats are like exactly, exactly, exactly the same. It does feel like they could have branched out a little. But there you go. If you want to draw more comparisons for yourself, I totally recommend you check out Doc Hollywood. It, it is a little bit more adult than Cars, obviously, so be aware. Maybe uh, not for the kids, but uh, let me know what you think. There you go, guys. Thank you so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to like it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Pixar action from us. If you want to see the truth about Doc Hudson and the whole awesome story about the uh, fabulous Hudson Hornet and how it was a real car, it's actually really, really cool. He also crashed and all that stuff. You can check out this video right here. But otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in the Life Brother.